Welcome to Filmmaker's Cookbook, the podcast where we turn your favorite films into recipes, helping you expand your cinematic diets. It is hosted by myself, Michelangelo, and the one, the only Colonel Charles. Colonel Charles. I like the sound of it. On this episode, as you can tell, we're trying to make some military um, stuff. We're trying to pretend like we're in the military. However, none of us have uh, any interest or know anything about the military. So this has been going swimmingly. But anyways, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the film The Bridge on the River Kauai, which is a 1957 epic war film directed by David Lean and based on the novel of the same name by Pierre Boulle. I don't know. I don't know if that's Boulle or not, but... I believe it's Pierre Boulet, uh, and I say that with absolute confidence because I just Googled it. He also wrote Planet of the Apes. Wild, wow. right? That's that's bananas. <laughs> I think so. I think they're very different movies, but also have a similar, like, intelligence about them. I really, like, I'm going to have to, like, go and look more into this author because, like, yeah, the stories I mean... are some of my favorites. At least that have been committed into movie. To film. Yeah. Yeah. The story takes place during World War II when a group of British prisoners of war are forced to build a bridge over the river Kauai in Thailand by their Japanese captors. The film explores the relationship between the prisoners and their captors, as well as the different approaches to war and duty. Colonel Nicholas, played by Alec Guinness, a British officer, becomes obsessed with the idea of building the perfect bridge and demonstrating British engineering prowess even though it would aid the japanese war effort meanwhile a group of allied commandos including an american played by william holden and a british officer played by jack hawkins are tasked with destroying the bridge before it can be used by the japanese the movie explores themes of duty honor and the nature of war and is considered a classic of the war f- film genre today we're going to be tasked to make this movie into a dish and kind of talk about what flavors this movie is. So, well, I guess we're going to be doing that the opposite. We're going to be talking about the flavors that this movie brings and then turning it into the perfect dish that best represents this movie. Let's dig in. Play the trailer. Chase, hit that button. Hitting it now, sir. Click. Great. So what do you think of the trailer then, Chase? Ah, well, okay. First off, what I find interesting about it, it's sort of a hybrid of the old school trailer where you have like an announcer and they tell you everything that this film is about and who's starring in it. But then it also has this very modern thing about it where it's just kind of showing you some of the action and like putting you into the movie, but like a really heightened moment of the movie. So you're intrigued by it 
but like you have no context. Like that's what modern trailers kind of do. So it's somewhere in between, which I find interesting. Secondly, yeah, which is this is kind of like early too. This is, this was fifty-seven, mm-hmm. so this was kind of an early stage of this type of trailer. Yeah, for, although not it, uncommon. This is like an early case for a modern. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because if you think about some like it hot has a similar kind of trailer where it's putting you in the scene, but also giving you some announcer bits. I, and I, I feel like movies don't do this anymore, where they just they call their shot uh, that this is going to be the the best something like this movie is like the best film to ever hit cinemas and you know it made it right like it actually is now on afi's top 20 films of all time so like it kind of did do what the trailer said actually i was thinking about that and then something your dad said on the star wars episode which was about how movies have been in theaters for months and months and months in the past and this is even earlier than Star Wars. And so potentially this trailer might not have been released until like it had already been in theaters for like a few months, right? Whereas oh, now there's like true. a true like marketing push before every movie and there's, you know, weeks of trailers before the release just to get hype. Uh, and then it's only in the theaters for like a couple weeks now. So well, that would be my curiosity i'd have to go back and look it up but i could see i would wonder if maybe these trailers were released you know several weeks into its screening and they already kind of knew there was like oscar buzz around it that's true i could see that you know this was 70 years ago about so i can see how things could have just been completely different you know but yeah that's true i i didn't i didn't really think about that funny enough is this movie has the star wars text scroll for some reason that's that's <laughs> right i was thinking that and it also has alec guinness so i was thinking like this is the precursor maybe alec guinness went to star wars and was like hey george lucas <laughs> you remember you remember uh, the movie i was in the bridge over on the river Kauai? they had this text and then he's like oh that looks like so cool we got to do that scroll for for star wars sorry this is kind of maybe going a little bit too much into it but obviously this is a war film and i think like each film in this top 20 so far has been like a very specific turning point or starting point for a specific genre and this is i think definitely like the godfather of like what a great war film i guess should be maybe in some ways i think it kind of changed me with saving private orion later but like i think for like a classic war film this uh is like you know the granddaddy of it all yeah i i think i agree with you this is if if not this then maybe another david lean film lawrence of arabia is also kind of a war film gotcha that you know to be honest i know it's like one of the i think like lawrence of arabia and casablanca are like films that everyone say like you have to watch i haven't watched either of them so i don't even know lawrence of arabia i had no idea that lawrence of arabia was a, a war film so maybe i'm gonna like in in a few weeks i'll be eating my words but currently my understanding is that that's kind of where I, I'm coming from. I guess Schindler's List is coming up on this list too, so I guess that's also kind of uh, kind of going to be a big one. Yeah, I think the the thing about all of those films is that those films might be set in a war, and so is this one, but they're not about the war or whether or not the war was justified or anything that could be construed as propaganda. They're all about kind of the people in this situation and how they're surviving. And Mm. I think that's what's really truly makes a great war film. And where you brought up Saving Private Ryan kind of shifted that, I think that is very true, is that Saving Private Ryan 
is probably one of the only examples of a like good war movie that does take a stance on which side is correct. I mean, not that Schindler's List doesn't. Schindler's List is very clear about whose side is right as well. But it, it also isn't as judgmental towards, you know, the people who aren't, you know, leading this war. Everyone that's in that that space is a victim to some degree as well, which I think is mm-hmm. makes it for a much more dramatic and interesting storytelling environment yeah and i think you know going more into the movie now i love this film actually i was kind of hesitant going into it because when i started watching it like oh man this is gonna be like kind of racist and like anti-japanese and like oh man i was like kind of hesitant on just like that whole thing but i actually really enjoyed this film and it's it's a long film it's almost three hours long but if you're gonna do a film that's three hours long people should watch this movie and be like this is what a story should be like if it's gonna be three hours long it's long but it doesn't feel long and every minute is very well like planned out where it feels like every minute is needed you know, like there's no all the fat's been trimmed. It's like very pinpoint. Like you need the beginning to play out the way it does for it to make sense for the middle and the end and the, for the ending specifically to have such a deep meaning for the whole thing. Like this whole movie, you are sitting and you're growing with these characters and their struggles and their compromises and their you know, working together and like kind of what it all accumulates to at the end, which is very interesting. I really enjoy it. Yeah, there's a complete story being told here, unlike so many movies today where it's a sequel of a sequel or it's setting up some multiverse or something. And so a good 30% of the movie might literally not be resolved by the end of the movie because it's, you know, setting up for the larger story or it's a resolution to a story that was already told months ago that you no longer barely even remember. This is a great example of telling a complete story. If you're going to make people sit there for three hours, tell a complete story from beginning, middle to end. Don't try and add all this extra shit that adds nothing to your audience's uh, enjoyment of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, for example, on Concession Impressions, we did a a review uh, of Damien Chazelle's new movie, Babylon, and that was three hours long, almost, and it felt unnecessarily long. If a movie is going to be this long, then, like, that movie had so many extra scenes or things that just kind of felt incomplete or not really necessary at times that I think it could have been shorter, where this one feels like every minute was necessary. Now you're going to make me be hypocritical critical because <laughs> i actually mm, yeah i mean i get i that yeah, I example, thought you agree with me at that at the time i i thought it was too long but only just slightly i oh, liked some of the things about it i like that it referenced all these other movies in these like no weird... i, I like that ending i just think that there's some of the party scenes kind of went on a little too long or like mm, the, i think yeah, the whole snakes yeah. the whole snake scene i think no wasn't necessary the but... elephant shitting scene that has like it adds nothing to the story it doesn't even set up the story that well if i'm honest like yeah yeah the party scene did but not that yeah yeah that scene added nothing to my enjoyment of the movie except for like, like some I think slight there revulsion was, exactly i think there was just some fat on the the film that just needed to be slightly trimmed right here's an example of a film that is like very planned super well where like every minute is doing something important yes and all the information is so tightly controlled oh my gosh the american character and he's like such an interesting character to just watch unfold 
because we know nothing about him from the beginning except for that he has a slightly sardonic attitude towards life you know which sort of makes sense given his current situation of being stuck in a prison camp as the only american and which actually sorry this is gonna be kind of random but when i was watching it for the first time i actually thought he died because that scene was was a little confusing for me i don't know maybe i just was like watching it like not paying it super close attention but well which scene where he gets like he's escaping and like they think they shoot him and he like jumps or falls into the river and he kind of like drifts off and i was like did he just die to this i thought he was the main character like is he is he dead and then it's like oh i guess he's alive later but you know they definitely fake out his death and then we find out later in the story oh he's actually been living it up at this like british run medical camp and he's like dating the the female officers and spending every day on the beach there's one scene i thought was hilarious when he uh is like floating down the river and then he like wakes up and then like he sees a uh, like a vulture in the sky and he's like oh my gosh he's like so scared of it and it it looks it's just like a paper paper like (laughs) bird and i was thinking like is this are they trying to pass it off that this is like a vulture and he's like a of it and then it was like oh no it was just like a, a kite that someone made and i was like okay th- this is oh, that's good because that was i was gonna i was laughing so much like this guy thinks okay. yeah i had that exact but, reaction i'm like oh my god 1950s era special effects um <laughs> like oh no not this uh and then they pulled it off this trick on on the audience <laughs> that a trick that works on even modern audiences that's that's the extra layer of it so anyways you know even though it was a british film it had a nice approach to this and like kind of really dived into these themes of like duty and honor and pride and stuff like that to its like faults and like kind of showed its it did a good job in showing like the good and bad of things which I really appreciated. This movie did do really well, and it was actually nominated and won seven Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor for Alec Guinness, um, and others. Like it's like this definitely has been was like a monumental film of the time, and it makes sense. Like just watch it if you haven't watched it already. Just go watch it because it's uh, this is a film that I, I would definitely recommend people to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the the best films of all time, hands down, no argument. I, I think it, it it totally is watchable by a modern audience, and it's 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 so well made that it's actually timeless, which very few movies are. <laughs> Yeah. So I kind of want to talk about the the ending of this film because I kind of think that really plays in the theme and the meaning of this. But I also want to talk about the book as well. What I thought was interesting, though, is that this whole film, like they're building this bridge and they're kind of fighting over it and they kind of end up coming to this agreement and they kind of both sides of, of the army you know, the Japanese and the British are working together to build this bridge and not just like any bridge, but like a bridge that they hope will last past the war and people can in the future when the war is over can come and use this bridge for purposes that are not for for bad, you know, which is like such a nice, like kind of good, nice, fun, not fun, but like kind of sweet sentiment, right? Of this like spicy situation that they're in. Uh, And then it gets blown up. And then it kind of gets blown up and it's like, wow, everything is kind of war you know, what is it good for? You know, absolutely nothing. So it, it just 
it just blows up the the bridge and it's just gone right i heard in the book the bridge is not destroyed oh destroying it absolutely makes the, the movie better but perhaps like i don't know perhaps the book wanted to be more hopeful i, I feel like this mm. might be a similar situation to one flew over the cuckoo one flew over the cuckoo's nest the cocoa puffs <laughs> exactly so it might be a similar situation to one flew over the cuckoo's nest which is the author specifically said that the ending was different than how they envisioned it in their book and it completely changes the meaning of the story but i i think i like this this very specific visual metaphor of what is war essentially it is us destroying the bridges that we built together and being unable to properly communicate as fellow humans and so i i really love a good nice a nice good button on a story i think that's perfect yeah, I actually did like how in the movie it d- did blow up. I think it really like drives home that like war is a plague. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like kind of the key with all of these movies that we've been watching on this series is just they're all finessed in every single way. So every line feels a callback to the central theme. Every at detail of the story, every plot point, it is all perfectly finessed to tell the story. But it's it's from the beginning, it, like throughout, right? Like that's the thing that's great is that like it takes time for it to build these flavors that you enjoy at the end, right? But it's because you are working your way up to it and over time you're building and building a flavor on top of flavor on top of flavor and they kind of are just like here's that flavor again you know like we're gonna work on it we're working it a little more and then this line here you know adds to it this scene here adds to it and these scenes together are all algamating into this like build up of this end explosion of just literally a, the bridge exploding and like all your characters pretty much dying in in this like minute span of madness so yeah Yeah. you know like i think that's kind of like what i got to say about that honestly i think like that's kind of i think should we i don't know if there's anything else you want to say no because i think it's one of those movies that like i don't even want to say anything more about it because i just want people to go watch it and experience it it's almost too obvious how much of it works (laughs) that makes any sense like you could analyze this film to death very easily because it's making the obvious right call on every single plot point and character decision. And like, there's no unusual choices here, I would say, but it does them to such a high degree. And I also think like, probably you could say that this movie created some of those choices. So I I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I just want people to watch it. Yeah, go watch it. And in the meantime, let's make a dish that best represents it so you can eat that dish and watch the movie at the same time. Have flavor in your eyes and flavor in your mouth. Flavor surprise. All right, let's jump into it. Chef hats on. It's time to get into the kitchen. All right. Chase. Yes. We got some good flavors in this movie. Let's break it down for y'all. All right. So of course, this is our flavor profiles, just in general, our flavor dictionary, if you will. Surprise is spicy. Happy is sweet. Sad is salty. Fear is bitter. Disgust is sour. Anger is umami or like a savory flavor. Now, I would say, I honestly, I think this movie does have a little good balance of all these flavors. 
However, I will say that the main three for me would be surprise, happy, and sad. Oh, interesting. I thought it was I thought it was really surprising to me. Like I think there were several times in this film that I was surprised in the turns it would take and especially the ending. It's just like a big surprise of like what's gonna happen? Are they gonna blow up the bridge? Is he gonna survive? Are are they gonna kill the Japanese soldiers? Are the British soldiers gonna escape? Like what's gonna happen? And you kind of are always kind of guessing it. So it was a big surprise moments for me happy sweetness i think is like it's not maybe actually maybe i should not say it's big three but it's not there it's kind of an underlining sprinkle of sweetness yeah there's there's little moments like hopes there's like it gives you hope little like bits of sweetness that then like gets ripped away by the surprise spiciness exactly it's just enough sweetness to give you that taste of like happy before the story undercuts it immediately and forces you into the dark depths of like surprise and sadness exactly uh, definitely sadness is there there's a saltiness to it as well and there's definitely like some disgust some anger some fear going on but i think it wasn't your forefront big flavor i think those the combination of the surprise and the happy and the sad are kind of the three that i kind of picked up the most from watching this film i Chase, agree what do you think my list here i put 30 percent spicy 30 percent sad and then 10% everything else so like each one had 10% but there's like a mix of everything but surprise and sad were the two biggest for me the other thing I want to bring up with this flavor is that it's not just these well-balanced flavors but it's also time is think a really important part of this dish where I think it's very meticulously planned and built up and i think the dish needs to represent the dedication it takes to prepare this dish because i think this film it's a long film but each moment is necessary to build up on top of itself to be able to come to this conclusion of this uh masterpiece of flavor i I was thinking something kind of similar i guess well I didn't really quite go down that line, but I, I was thinking like food that is gritty and difficult as a food. Because <laughs> I mean, feel like difficult this... to eat or yeah, like, like it's kind of a hassle to get through this meal. Ah, oh, I, I don't think that's even if it's worth it. <laughs> so like a like a green smoothie or something that's like mm, I don't really want to drink this, but you know, no, no, it's that's easy for my to health. Eat. No, no, no. I, I mean more like difficult to eat. Like that is, a smoothie is easy to eat. You just drink it, even if it doesn't taste good. This tastes good, but it's difficult to eat. Should I just go into what my, my meal idea sure. is? Sure. Well, I, I have one too. So pitch yours first, and then I'm going to just blow you up with my amazing one. <laughs> so I, I decided, okay. what about spicy ribs? But they're not just any spicy ribs. They're spicy they're ribs. ribs. They're human ribs. No, they're spicy ribs that you, once you eat them, you have to build a bridge with them, with the bones. And once you build the bridge, you can get across the other side and find like a sweet little happy tiny dessert. Barbecue sauce. Finally, the barbecue (laughs) sauce you needed for the the ribs is the end of that bridge. Exactly. You get the wet wipes. Exactly. The the wet wipes that like they give you the barbecue that you wipe your hands after. Those wet wipes are coming down a train and you have to build the rest of the railway yeah interesting well i went slightly in the same direction but slightly not this movie takes place in thailand just want to throw that out there as well hence what i thought initially was a thai green curry or should i say a kawaii green curry 
because it's you know Kwai, mm-hmm. you know bridge bridge on the river Kwai. Anyways, so here's what I'm thinking here. Have you ever made Thai green curry? I have not. Tell me more about it. All right. You can make it quickly, but to make it taste amazing, you need time. You have to pound all these ingredients into a paste. And like you add your lemongrass, you add your galangao, you add your your Thai peppers and, you know, a bunch of other things, onions, or I guess like, shoot, what are they called? Shallots. You add your shallots and different like salt and pepper and garlic and different things like uh, cilantro root and different stuff. And you grind it all up into a paste and it takes forever it's gonna take like two hours to do and your arms be tired and it's gonna be like it's gonna smell amazing and then you have to like cook it all together and you add this like coconut cream which is gonna add a little bit of sweetness to it and creaminess to it and then you have like your chicken i'm gonna i'm saying mine's chicken so you have chicken which is gonna add some like some umaminess to it a little bit of that like meatiness to it and you know you have like sugar some palm sugar which adds some sweetness and you know you can add different things to it to add like different uh, flavors you got your like kefir limes and stuff like that so there's like a little bit of sour a little bit of like all these different things in there right now here's the bridge part of this you have rice you build a rice bridge boom and then you have the river which is the thai green curry Kwai green curry bada boom bada bing this one's out the door and you can blow it up yourself by like using your spoon to like destroy the rice and add it to the curry so are you like are you it's not like white sticky rice it's like maybe like fried rice that you're like you know how they make like rice pancakes almost uh you can just make white rice like steamed white rice but how do you form it into a bridge just pack it do you think it'll be stable enough or, or is that yeah part yeah of yeah it? yeah no, okay. yeah okay it's 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 gonna be like your jasmine short grain kind of medium grain it's not like a long grain rice where it's not gonna have that like starchy stickiness where it's gonna have you know a little bit of stickiness where you can maybe put it in like a bridge mold like pack it and then like let it go and it'll it'll stick i promise you it will stick interesting i like it i do like it hmm but you're not you're not sold as much i think i I, didn't you hear my bada boom bada bing didn't that get you at the end almost it almost got me Mm, let me think also it has like that spiciness right that like really kicks you and but there's like that slight hint of the the sweetness the creaminess from the coconut milk and the sugar that kind of barely gives you some hope of sweetness until that like those bird eye chilies just kick you in the mouth uh, but then you have like the fattiness and from the cream and the chicken you have your saltiness you have your little bit of bitter a little bit of sour your mommy it's just all there but then you're kind of kicked in this face of this explosion of spice at the end it does sound really good and i like the idea of everybody's kind of slaving over this pot of green curry i think philosophically that fits with this film so i'm i'm, I'm growing into it i like it i like it and it's it the movie takes place in thailand that also that's thai, also an excellent it's a thai dish yeah mm-hmm. i just love the idea of of a bridge made of tiny little rib bones. Okay. <laughs> I still like that. I don't know why. That That's the only thing sticking me. My okay, original so idea. The recipe that I first learned how to make Thai green curry from is uh, from this guy. I think his name is Mark Weens. And the way he does it, actually, or the way that his family taught him is that they cook an entire chicken in the pot and they kind of like just use like a butcher's knife to cut the chicken down to little pieces and you kind of are cooking the bones and everything that adds like it creates like a stock 
kind of mm-hmm. while you're cooking the curry. The chicken is a whole with the bones. So maybe we use that carcass of the chicken to make your bridge, your chicken bone bridge. Mm? Mm. <laughs> when you called it a carcass, <laughs> it made it so much less appealing. <laughs> the chicken bones, there's a couple of good bones that you could use, like the, the leg bones and maybe like the wing bones. But the thing I like about ribs is that they're all kind of the same shape and they kind of look like planks already. So you can kind of stack them in a bridge shape. All right. You got to sell it to me more, Chase. What, what, why else are we going to use this this rib idea? I don't know. That's the only reason. I just like the idea of the bridge. I'm Mine wondering, has a bridge too. You got your rice bridge. I do like the rice bridge. I just question the physics of it. What can we add to the rice bridge to like elevate it? Because this movie's so elevated. Like it, ha- it has to be like elevated beyond just like a bowl of food with a giant rice bridge. Like a giant rice U in the middle of it what needs to be brought more into this i think this is such a this is one of my favorite dishes like a preparation what what can we do in preparate preparing it to make it like slightly more visually presentable you can add different things to it some people will probably disagree with this but a lot of times you'll see like peppers or uh, mushrooms or eggplant or different things that will be in it will that will definitely kind of bring different colors and and pictures and then you know you'll have some herbs that are kind of placed on top you have maybe like cilantro or maybe some kefir lime leaves or thai basil or something like that that are kind of used as decoration i just want something silly tiny little vegetable soldiers maybe we can have the like eggplant or mushrooms or something like that cut out to look like little soldiers yeah i'm wondering like we could have like the mushrooms be the british maybe just eggplants we cut up into little soldiers soldier bites uh, and they're yeah. the Japanese Have you seen soldiers? like the Japanese, like how the Japanese make bento boxes, or, like the lunch boxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is it could be idea? like that, you know? Like we can we can kind of decorate the, the veggies to look like little soldiers or something like that. Yes, exactly. And it could be them like holding hands or not. That that, that might be yeah, more inspired Yeah, they should the movie. all be holding hands. <laughs> and then they all get devoured. Exactly. That is That feels like this movie, right? I guess you've sold me. This movie is Thai green curry. I knew I knew I'd win. I, I can still feel hesitance in your in your voice, but I think down the line, in two years and three years from now, when we go back and look at this episode, you'll be like, "All right, I'm glad that we didn't do barbecue." Like, we'll save we'll save barbecue ribs for uh, another movie, another bridge movie. Maybe maybe um, bridge maybe, to Terabithia. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe like. Um, schindler's list it could be a, like the train at the end that they they all all the <laughs> i feel like the, i feel like that's a movie we absolutely shouldn't use any kind of smoked meats on <laughs> uh yeah true you're right you're right cool we got a thai green curry where the there's a bridge of jasmine sticky rice ish kind of thing that's formed to shape a bridge and then you got a river of curry with little veggie soldiers that different veggies are the british and japanese soldiers and they're all holding hands as they build this bridge until they all get devoured and then you blow it up with your mouth exactly perfect i'm excited to cook it one day that about wraps it up for this episode then we have a delectable Thai green curry that we think 
best represents the movie The Bridge on the River Kwai. Excited to hear your thoughts. What do you think? Do we get the flavors right? Do we get the dish right? Do you think this dish best represents the film The Bridge on the River Kwai? Let us know what you think on Instagram or Twitter at Film Cookbook. Also, leave us a review on wherever you're listening to this, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever you listen to this podcast, give us a review and let us know what you think of, about this dish and the other dishes and, you know, how much you like or dislike us. And tell your friends about us. And tell your friends about us. Guys. What's the movie we're doing next? I think it's Sunset. Oh, right, 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 right. Sunset Boulevard. That one's fun. And we'll get to talk about Billy Wilder, which I love. I love Billy Wilder. This thing I bring up almost every episode. (laughs) We have some fun episodes coming up. Uh, If you don't believe us, look at AFI's top 20 films of all time and and you'll see what we have upcoming. Sorry, it's it's no secret. Our next like 10 episodes are going to be pretty much following that list. And you know what? Just want to say one more thing. If you guys have a any movie you want us to do after we do this top 20 AFI films, comment on what films you would like us to do and turn into a dish. So let us know. What do you think? And that's it. Uh, Chase, it was nice knowing you. I'm going to run away and make some typing curry. Sounds delicious. I'm going to probably eat something terrible. All right. Bye.